I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode number six or seven of the Road to Division One with myself and Andy Buchanan. Just talking off air, not sure if it's episode six or seven, so a bit of confusion there and didn't take the time to look it up, so low preparation. We're very sorry about that, but thank you for joining us for another episode. Um, a bit has changed since I saw this person last week. Oh, maybe not. It was there. It was last week, Monday last week, eight days ago. We ran together on the Gold Coast. Not a problem in the world. And both thought we were going to rock up for a weekend of uh, racing on the Gold Coast, which never happened. Andy Buchanan, welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, cheers, Brady. I was actually, that was going to be my my first line as, geez, things have changed since I last saw you. I oh, know, so it's, much has uh, changed. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, actually, I, yeah, I remember that run just up in sunny Gold Coast, pretty happy, just kind of cruising along. Um, as you said, not a worry in the world. And um, here we are back in, back in freezing cold uh Victoria and probably not as banged up as what we were hoping to be. Yeah, yep. You're out of isolation. We'll talk a bit about that a bit later on. I'm still in isolation, waiting for my COVID result to come back. But we've gone from one end of Australia to the other. Um, yeah, some some really bad timing COVID cases. And I was talking on Inside Running last night. I don't think we even considered the race would have been cancelled on that Monday when we ran together last. The Monday of no. race week. It didn't even come up, did it? Nah, not at all, not at all. So I don't know. I a few people kind of um, spoke to me. I've spoken to a few people over the last few days, and they're kind of like, "Oh, but surely you were probably up there going like, oh, maybe it won't go ahead.'" But because I was, I was just in my own little bubble. Um, I was staying by myself. I wasn't really interacting with anyone outside of um, the odd person I'd go for a run with, and I was just fully like, "Yep, it's going ahead. It's business as normal." But then, kind of upon reflection, I was like, "Hang on, no." The whole place was under lockdown. Like, of course it wasn't going ahead, but like I was just so, yeah, in my little bubble. And for me, and you're probably the same, it was like, all right, we've escaped Victoria slash New South Wales, so everything's going to be fine. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. I think I just finally was like, yep, I'm up here. It's all it's all going to be sweet. But um, as you said, it was just super bad timing like if it was a week earlier we would have been fine if it was a week later we probably would have been fine um just really bad timing so really unfortunate for a lot of people there so um yeah Yeah. i don't know bit of a tough week but that's all right yeah we'll talk about that in a second but um yeah you're right because i also i'm repeating a lot of stuff that i said last night on inside running but um this might go out before people hear that one publicly so you might hear it here first actually um gold coast pretty much had their like four-week lockdown in like april when we had the national lockdown in 2020 and then i don't think they would have missed a weekend sporting events or any kind of events since then like i reckon they nearly had 60 65 weekends in a row of events happening in that town and then 
yeah, the poor buggers at the event. I imagine planning that and yeah, that happened to you on race week. And one of the first events to um to lose two. Like yeah, that's, that's no. got to hit them really hard. Like I've got no idea how the financial situation with these events works, but um, I can only imagine that that would be tough to bounce back from. Yeah, pretty tough. And I reckon you're right about Gold Coast because I was chatting to a few um, Uber drivers just as they would kind of take me around the place. And um, a few of them were complaining about having to wear masks. And I was yeah. just like, oh, be careful who you say that to because there could be some um, Victorians that – if that's what you're complaining about, they might get a little bit pissed off with you because they've been through a fair bit more than what you have having to wear a mask. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough, and I, I feel for like I was talking with um, Ryan McDonald, who's the elite athlete coordinator, and he was um, just in the lead up. It, he went from obviously no Victorian people were going to make it to oh yes, Victorian people can make it to then no New South Wales people can make it, and then just obviously going from that to nothing. Like it's just you feel for these people um, who put in on a normal weekend or a normal week of race day, obviously they work flat out, but then you put in all these extra things and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I hope all those people have, have um, managed to have a week off after after not having the event last weekend. It must be like a bad dream for them. And then like the news oh. that like certain states have shut their borders like before it got cancelled so you're like all right there goes jess trengrove or there goes millie clark she's in a different state and all of a sudden like there just must have been hit after hit after hit and then they come mm. out and say hey we're doing a three-day lockdown um and initially i thought i'm like oh this could be good they'll do three days and then everything will go back to like a hundred percent normal on the Saturday, yeah. they might scrap the races from the Saturday, and then um, Sunday is going to be business as usual. Maybe they offer the half marathoners. I actually said to Archie, I'm like, I might run the marathon Sunday if they scrap the half. I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon, see if I can break two twenty <laughs> again. Like, I was I was totally naive, and I'm like, yeah, we can do this, Queensland. We've got this covered because there weren't cases on the Gold Coast, but I think it's such a national event that they would like highly um, rely on all the other states getting there. Yeah, and I remember the when I saw that they went into lockdown, I remember seeing a message from you, and I completely agreed, and you were like, no, this is good because they'll get on top of it, and then it'll just be business as normal, and I was thinking the exact same thing, and I was just like, yep, this is awesome, this means we'll be able to definitely kind of get rid of these cases, get on top of things, and then we'll be... Um, yeah, right to go, and it was a, it was a pretty big shock when um, when the news came through. Like, I know... I know my phone, like I, um, I was, I was kind of staying off a fair bit of like Twitter and all that kind of stuff just cause it was, it was a pretty big, um, I don't know, pretty big lead up for me, obviously leaving Victoria, going yeah. to New South Wales and then going from New South Wales to going to Gold Coast a week earlier. Um, and that was, I know there was a lot of people who were, they were, they obviously only had my best interests at heart, but there was a lot of people saying, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, what are you doing? You should be doing this kind of thing. So I kind of had started to block a fair bit out. out. I was one of those. I'm like, get across the border, Andy, get across the border. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, and it was, um, so I just wasn't really, I was trying to stay off my phone a fair bit. And I remember, I can't remember what day it was, but my phone, I think I got about five messages in about two seconds. I was mm. just like, what the hell is going on here? And then it was just like, yeah, I remember just seeing it and then just being, I don't know, I don't know what I did for the next five minutes. I think I just, just stared out the window. It was just like, it was just such a heavy feeling just going from, yeah, I'm running a marathon in five days to shit what what are we doing kind of thing so yeah it was a strange week um very strange but it's um i don't know it's good to be back in back in victoria good to be home and good to be out of um out of self-isolation so it's it's been a journey um there's definitely been a journey and you'd probably agree as well you kind of went up a few days early um but at least you got to have a bit of a bit of a family holiday towards the end there i'm in a different um category altogether like yeah i'm i'm not even I think when we've, you know, you and I both were preparing athletes for the marathon as well, and I know what goes into a marathon block, and obviously hearing about your training documented and following on Strava and all those kind of things, like, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed I didn't get an opportunity to run a half marathon, but it's nothing near the annoyance I've got for, um, you know, the government pretty much letting us down for, for guys like you who deserve to run, and, and like, there's big consequences, like, like, I was trying to explain to someone the other day, like, 
you miss a opportunities to win prize money and pretty good prize money at that opportunities to hit qualifying times for the world champs and and you know potentially con games which is going to be in 2022 um and there's also opportunities like i was talking to someone about this the other week of like getting one on the board and then going a bit quicker the next time like mm. um, an opportunity for even those sub elite guys, the two twenty guy to jump to two seventeen, so then he can potentially run two fifteen in the next one. Um, little things like that. Like it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's so frustrating to know all the work that you guys put in, um, yeah, and didn't get an opportunity to show it. But like, take us back to like the first. So was it like frustration, pissed off, annoyance, like sadness? Like what kind of emotions when you first heard the news? Yeah, probably just um, <clears throat> mainly just like disappointment, I suppose. Mm. Just um, you you put in I can people that have done a marathon bill will probably have a better understanding of this. Is it's and you just kind of spoke about it there, where it's it's so different to a half or a ten k or a five or anything like that. Like it's it's just so different. And I reckon every day for probably the last half a year, I thought about this marathon if it's when the alarm goes off and you're like, Oh man, I can't be bothered getting out of bed. It's no, nah, this is why I'm getting out of bed. Like it is a, it is a key race for a, a long time. And it's something you think about, um, when you're hurting in a session, it's something you think about when you can't be bothered going to the gym. It's something you think about when you can't be bothered getting up. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot different to any other race, um, that I've ever like built towards. And it was just, I don't know, I was really, really excited because it, it was such a strange, unique opportunity where there was going to be an awesome lead group um, full of a lot of people doing their first marathon and they were all Australians and like just the thoughts of, hey, if I run well, I could possibly um, like win a Gold Coast marathon, which is just like, I don't know, to me that would be super special um, and I know a lot of the other guys were probably thinking the same thing. Um, so it was a very like unique opportunity. Um, and yeah, so I just felt, I don't know, really disappointed that I didn't like, uh, get to challenge myself and kind of see what I could do, um, and kind of get one on the board and, um, and we were going to use it as a bit of a, like Scotty kind of says, it takes you, takes you three till you kind of really start to figure out the marathon. Um, and we were using it as a nice little, I know, hopefully get a good result on the board, but also a nice little learning curve and a nice little kind of springboard to um, <clears throat> some other marathons. So it was just, yeah, I don't know, really disappointing. That was probably my main my main feeling. And I just kind of, I went for a run probably 20, 30 minutes afterwards because I just felt like I needed to get away from my phone and just kind of, I don't know, uh, clear my mind a little bit, which was, it was good, but at the same time, I bloody hate running in Gold Coast. I don't know. I could never live up there. That little path, and I know there's other places to run, but that path just drives me bloody bonkers. I just hate everything about it. You got all these little kids whizzing around on motorized scooters flat out, and it's just not a nice place to run. So, um, but yeah, that little dogs. They love their little dogs up there too, like real Instagram dogs. Yeah, you've got to be a different cat to live on the Gold Coast. Like, (laughs) you've just, I just don't know how you could do it like there's just there's some strange units up there and they've it's like they've all i don't know yeah they're strange but um yeah i don't know there was a lot of different emotions um but it it, it hit me pretty hard to be honest like it was yeah well you as it just, should have you know what i mean like it's yeah i'd be different yeah. if you got in here and said oh it's all good you know i coach people that also had the same disappointment but i think it's different for elite athletes than it is the general punter and it's definitely different for the five and the ten and the half marathoners because yeah, really, I could race, you know, another one next week or the weekend after or whatever. Like, it doesn't really impact my training too much. Mm, yeah, no, and I've, like, I've learned, like, uh, I don't know, marathon training isn't sustainable, um, mm. which, like, I didn't know that. Well, I, I could, I, I would have guessed that, but I didn't know that for real, like, 10 months, well, 10 weeks ago kind of thing. Um, and it's, and I've had, I've had a lot of people that I, not a lot, a few people I coach that they were to do the marathon and they've kind of reached out and they've just been like, yeah, it's bloody rough. Cause they, I suppose they kind of see, um, the amount of effort time and all that kind of stuff. And you make a lot of sacrifices during running, but also you make a lot more when you're 
when you're training for a marathon. But it's um I don't know, there is there is a silver lining of that I've um I now have one build in the legs and it's um yeah, I think I'll be a lot more although I didn't get to execute on race day, like I, I have a better understanding of what works for me, what training I can handle, what it feels like, what I should feel like and all that kind of stuff. So it's um it's not the end of the world, but it was it was pretty disappointing and I think to be like up on the Gold Coast by myself as well, that kind of made yeah. it a little bit a little bit tougher. Um, and just in a like an apartment by myself kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> would have been a lot better to have some people around. Um, and then like I was just super stoked for like the Sunday afternoon, like just having some beers, just kind of really kicking back and just I don't know, doing something I haven't done for the last six months because I've been prepping for this marathon. So that was um, a bit of a bummer. And we're going to have a really good crew that were coming up from Bendigo um, that we're going to run. So I was really pumped for that. But um, hopefully next year. Yeah, hopefully. Just didn't happen in the end. Uh, And it's annoying when you do everything you can control and it still, yeah, it doesn't happen. Uh, But anyway, as you said, good. And that's what I said to you the next day as well. Like it's one thing to complete a marathon block, another thing to complete the marathon. And some people Mm. don't do, um, you know, either of those things so it's good that you you got 50% of it done I suppose which is you know probably more than 50% it's probably 85% some people say the marathon blocks harder than the actual marathon I know Moose always says that like marathon's just about getting it done then Mm. yeah 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 I'd I'd agree with that and it's um it's just one thing that I've been really uh cautious of over the last week is just being like yeah, I didn't get the race, but I've still done a lot of training. I need to kind of respect that. I need to give my body some some downtime, which I was kind of forced into, um, which probably wasn't wasn't such a bad thing. So, so did the conversation yeah. come up to like, hey, let's look at something in three or four weeks' time, or like, because I know a lot of people straight away they go, okay, I can't do that. So like, all the, not a lot of people. I'd say it's nearly fifty fifty, and a lot of the guys that I work with, it's like. Um, the communication's there and 50% of them might be like, okay, didn't get the opportunity, but I want to have a rest and want to get ready. And the other 50%, it's like, okay, lock it in Melbourne, entering tonight, how do we make this work? And it's just like, okay, like there's two different ways yeah. to uh, go from here. Yeah, yeah, nah. Um, I got a um, got a call from Scotty uh, probably an hour after I kind of found out. And um, yeah, he just kind of said, don't worry, I'm, like I'm not going to give you a, a hard 30k time trial tomorrow or something like that and i was just like yeah i I don't want to do that and i suppose um some people can get up for time trials and i think like i'm amazed by those people like i had a few people i coached i know you did too that went out and did a half marathon or some people did a marathon and it's just like i don't know i i just i know that i wouldn't be able to get anywhere near a pb or anything like that so i just I, i couldn't get up for a time trial um but it was he was very quick just to be like let's just take some downtime let's kind of absorb this good training um, and he actually messaged me yesterday and he said oh let me know when you feel like you're ready for the chat of what's next and um, I just kind of told him I'm I don't feel ready at the moment just because it was such a um, I don't know such I, f- I feel like it was just such a big mental build up for me like it was moving from or well, going from Bendigo up to Newcastle and then kind of having the same thing where I had to leave Newcastle to get to Gold Coast. Um, it's kind of really nice where a lot of people have asked me, oh, what's next? And I actually don't know. Yeah, and it's quite nice saying, good. I don't know. I don't know what's next. And it's it's nice not being like, like I loved having Gold Coast as a goal to, to like strive towards and when you wake up and it's raining outside you don't want to go that's what you think about and i loved having that but at the moment it's really nice not having that and just being like just kind of whatever just go along with the flow if you want to have a fair few beers on a saturday night you can if you want to eat a heap of donuts on a sunday you can if you want to do a few things that you normally wouldn't you can do that because you're not like i've got to get ready for melbourne marathon in 11 weeks or however long it is so i actually have no idea um what's next and i actually haven't really even thought about it um which is quite nice i was i was pretty pumped for an av race this weekend but i don't know if i'm that pumped for that anymore since they've um yeah changed things around a little bit but i'm i'm sure we'll um we'll chat about that in a little bit so it's um yeah i'm just enjoying just enjoying my running at the moment like i did 
did a session this morning, didn't even look at my watch during the session, um, and I actually haven't even looked at what splits I hit. Um, so it's, I'm just enjoying just kind of chilling out and not being too um, too stressed on about anything at the moment, which is good. That's the way to do it. Like you can't just mm. keep throwing stress at the body. Like all the mental stress of you getting up there, that would have had a massive impact and the stress of the marathon build up towards the end of it. Mm. And then the stress of like the cancellations, getting home and being solo, as you said, like it's probably not not a good thing to be alone when you kind of get that kind of news and then have to, um, you know, get on a flight and wait three hours for a COVID test and all the things that you kind of had to do when you got home. Yeah. It's definitely uh, not a good thing at all. And I think... Like having breaks, people undervalue the importance of having breaks. I'm doing the same at the moment. I'm having like, I'm calling it a Yeezy week where I just go easy and just listen to Yeezy the whole week. I've been doing Does it that mean two. there's, is, is there going to be a different album cover for each run? Yeah, apart from I couldn't go for a run this morning because I'm in isolation. So it's really stuffed yeah. up my second day of Yeezy, my Yeezy That's week. What's your what's what's your favorite um, album? No, I've just got a I've just got on shuffle like this is Kanye West shuffle. Oh. And then yeah, right. Hey Mama was my song of the song of the run yesterday, but I didn't That's get one great. this morning. So I'm hoping the COVID song. test result comes back tomorrow, so I can get a couple of uh, yeah, a couple of Kanye West songs in because I think it's important. Because I'm looking at it like we've been getting out of the car, same thing, pissing down rain, cold, and you say, hey, we've got three more of these to do until we can have a break, or three more of these to do mm. until it's a race week. Like let's keep our heads down, let's keep doing it, and then we get to race, and then we get to have. Yeah, you know, a week or seven days off, or sorry, ten days off. But then you then you need to switch it on for another twelve or fourteen weeks, building into like Melbourne or Sydney or whatever it is. So if you don't have this time off now, you're going to get six or seven weeks into this next build up and be hating life. Yeah, and I like I fully agree, and I think it's it's partially physical, but I think more so. Well, for me personally, I think it's more so mentally. Like, and it's probably one thing that five years ago I didn't, I didn't really fully understand. And it's like just being, cause if you're trying to be on the whole time, it's really hard and it's kind of, it's sometimes good to go like, it's better to go backwards before you go forwards kind of thing. And, um, like I know you were, you were thinking kind of the same where you're just going to have a bit of a down week. And, um, this was even before the race was canceled, we yeah. have a bit of a down week and, um, not lose fitness, but just kind of go back, just so therefore you can continue to go up, kind of thing. Because it's not it's not sustainable to continuously just be trending upwards. Yeah, um, I was saying so to Archie the other day, like I was trying to explain to him that it's like a set of stairs, and like for us at race week, we're at the very top step because we've done all the training, we're freshened up, we're probably the fittest we've both ever been. We had a good ten k race two and a half, three weeks ago. Like you're in probably the shape of your life on that top step. But if you then keep trying to train through that because the race doesn't happen, you end up falling off the step and down the other side. Whereas it's better mm. just to take two steps back, maybe get to that 85% fitness, and then you can build to your 90, 95, and you can actually go further up, you know, make the staircase a bit bigger before you fall yeah. off the edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and how many professional athletes across any sport train for 12 months of the year? Exactly, yeah, yeah. None. Exactly. No one does. Part so it's, and um, sometimes I think because you're not like, because you're not professional, you think you got to do the same thing week in, week out, all year. Whereas if you're in one yeah. of those professional groups, they say, hey, come back in two weeks' time. Don't worry about how many kilos you put on or how much fitness you lose. Like, because then you go into like a, you know, a phase of building fitness back up again. And it always comes back mm. to them super quick. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and you think about how much extra stress and all that that the non-professional athletes have because they're working, they've got like yeah. families that probably get half as much sleep, all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of like it's a it's a no-brainer, but it's it's often the hardest thing. I think that it's so hard to pull back and go, "Hey, I need a bit of a downtime." And um, and it's it's funny. I think we are really good at doing the hard stuff, but really bad at doing the easy stuff. <laughs> um, like, and the easy stuff is the rest stuff. Like, just chill out, don't stress too much, um, and just enjoy your running for a little bit. So it's um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty content at the moment i was i was i was pretty disappointed for a while there and especially um so i i decided to get out of um gold coast so i think this this all happened on the tuesday afternoon i'm pretty sure um the cancellation yeah and then and then uh so i straight away kind of booked some flights um home to bendigo and to melbourne then to bendigo and um 
I was like, yep, it's all good. Gold Coast is still a green zone. Um, so I was like, that's fine. I'll be able to just come straight back. It'll be, I'll be able to get home, kind of business as normal. And then I woke up pretty early on the Wednesday morning. Um, got had a message from Qantas saying my flight was cancelled. And I was like, that's a bit strange. wonder why it's cancelled. And then looked on um, the Department of the Vic Department of Health um, website, and they changed Gold Coast to a red zone. So that put um, that was probably at the time that was a bigger spanner in the works kind of thing for me because it was like shit. I'm at the Gold Coast by myself, was prepping for this race. The race has been cancelled. Now I'm stuck up here i don't know if i can get back i don't know what i need to do kind of thing can i even get back um and i looked into it and so i had to um because it was a red zone i had to quarantine will self-isolate for 14 days um but now they've changed it to an orange zone which is how you've managed to come back um which means i'm now free to um being the population and had i think it was five days in self-isolation which was um yeah, it wasn't a fun time, but looking back, it meant I had five full days off running, which was probably um, a blessing in disguise, just fully not being, not even having an option to run. Like I had people messaging me saying, oh, do you want me to bring a treadmill over? And I was like, no, I couldn't think of anything worse right now. Um, and yeah, so that's um, that's kind of what happened there. So it was pretty, It was. I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty shit week. Um, and yeah, just kind of being in self-isolation for kind of five days after what I thought was going to be like a big marathon for me kind of thing. It was um, the highest of highs kind of down to the lowest of lows. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. If that's the lowest I'm going to be, that's it's not the end of the world kind of thing. So yeah, it's a lot from here, I reckon. Yeah. Mm, hopefully. It's, hopefully. Um, yeah, all that COVID stuff just, just chucked an extra stress in it as well. And you're like, I thought mm. I was in the good part of Australia. Like what? Victoria's oh. not letting me back in? Are you kidding? No one's wanted felt, to go to Victoria for the last 12 months. I felt like it was chasing me around the country. Like yeah. I got out of Victoria two weeks ago and then went to Newcastle and then all of a sudden Sydney started getting cases. So then I went from Newcastle to Queensland and I was like, what the hell is going on here? It just every time I got somewhere new, I was like, all right, sweet. I can not worry about that. And then it just started creeping in and I found myself watching more of the news or more of the press conferences and I'm like oh I need to get away from this and it just I don't know I couldn't get away from it but um yeah I don't know hopefully complicated world we're living in at the moment it is it is do you want me to chat about my um my week There's well I've got really some questions much. for it though no like the week yeah. leading into the marathon tell me about like you guys kept the k's pretty high I think it was still a hundred mile week a week out and like a 30k long run yeah yeah um yeah so I that long run that was um I was to be honest I was a little bit surprised about that um but I I have full trust in Scotty and everything he does um and I think with me I was used to doing I literally did two and a half hours at least for probably three four months I reckon in the build-up um so that 30k I felt and like you know what the long run is like here in Bendigo and then you go to Gold Coast and you literally you get you finish it and you're like I feel like I've done nothing um, because it's quite hilly here in Bendigo so the purpose of that was um, he wanted me to check out the course and see especially the the southern part Um, so that that's why I ran that Um, I felt pretty good I yeah I was a tiny bit surprised when I when he first said oh yeah let's do this but during it I was enjoying it and I felt fine afterwards like I'm kind of used to um working all week and then kind of training over the weekend and feeling pretty tired whereas I was on like I was full-time athlete mode up there so um yeah 30k ran 406s just I don't know you you know what it's like it's easy to get rolling along that or along that path there even though I hate it but um yeah that was good and then um did two by 4k on the Saturday I think that's Saturday yeah Saturday um which so, was good so fun. It's a big weekend though, like two by four k yeah. on the Saturday and then thirty k on the Sunday. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, we probably took because I did that race, um, which was the week, two weekends before the weekend before. Yeah, yep. the week, the week before this long run, 
Um, so we took the next start of the week really light um, and really easy and just kind of cruised along that session. So I kind of felt like I needed that 2x4K um, and I felt really good in that, um, which was perfect. And so yeah, it was a big, big-ish weekend, but I was, yeah, I was feeling pretty good um, and I pulled up pretty well from that, that Sunday. Um, but I know a few people will probably probably looked at that and thought oh geez that's a fair bit but i think it's um it's kind of all relative and when you get so used to running two and a half hours um on a sunday pulling back you actually feel kind of good and you you saw what my uh my week was meant to be um in the lead up there where it was literally i think i was going to run 60 or 70k kind of thing so um yeah i think that's why there was a bit of extra there um how'd you doing those 4k reps out at um the spit there past SeaWorld? Yeah, I really liked it actually. It was um, really good. Cars? I, well, not yes and no. Um, there was only one little sketchy spot where the cars park on the road, yeah. and you've kind of got a. It's really thin um, there, so, but other than that, there's actually that really good bike lane, kind of next to the road. So that was good. Um, Do you mean like that just footpathy went, thing? Nah, sorry, like the bike. Just the bike lane on the side of the road. Bike yeah. lane, yeah. Um, so other than where those cars park, I found it really good. Um, and then obviously the part where you actually run in next to the water, um, like literally no yeah, cars. Did you get along park. there? Yeah. yeah. We, and then we spat out though, like the, you know, you can go in there two ways. We kind of go to the top oh, yep. entrance and then come, we didn't yep. go all the way down to where you, cause did you just stop yeah. down there? You wouldn't be able to do a U-turn there, would you? Nah, that was literally, I, um, that looked on Strava. Yeah, I looked on Strava the night before to see where I had to start to make yeah. sure I could finish at the end. Um, but I actually really liked it there. I like, I would definitely train there. That was the out of the whole week I was there. That was the only good thing <laughs> about my running in Gold Coast was doing a session there. I really liked it. Um, I think you'd have to go. I went at seven thirty. And it wasn't too bad, but I reckon the earlier you go, probably the um, the less cars. Well, you went super early, didn't you? I went twice. A few days later? I went at like 5.45 a.m. for warm-up, so we're probably on there about like 6.15, and that was okay. But yeah. um, I think because we're so used to being on the road and having very little traffic in Moama. Yeah. So we're yeah. like, and I did like three by five K there for the second time. And I was just pissing down rain the whole time and like puddles and trying to, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't enjoy it. Like, cause I had to think about too much other stuff. It's like, where's the cars, car back, car coming, go wide around this puddle. Don't step on the other guy. Like it was, yeah, super complicated. Yeah. I just like concentrating yeah, right. on this is just running. Let's just do what we've got to do. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm like I'm probably a little bit different. Like I'm used to doing like a fair bit of training at the lake, which mm. is where there's a there's a bit of foot traffic, uh, which I actually like because it kind of takes my mind off um, like how far I'm I am into the rep or how many reps I've got to go because you're kind of thinking about something else for that split second. Um, but no, I I really like this session and I was um, yeah I was moving pretty well and I knew it was going to be the last. Um, last hard session i suppose before the marathon the week after um and i really liked that spot i think that'd be um that'd be a go-to there did you drive um, a car out there or just hide your shoes in like a nah so i i took up i took up so many shoes like i felt like half my luggage was shoes (laughs) so i i took up some invincibles which you need them on the gold coast um i took up some 1080s which is my normal training shoes I took up a brand new pair of Alpha Flies, um, and I also took up my training pair of Next Percents that I've done a shitload of Ks. So I just jogged out there in my Next Percents because I was just like, I don't really like, yeah, I'm putting 8K on these. They've already done 300. doesn't really matter. So I just warmed up in my shoes, did the session, cooled down. Um, and yeah, I, that's probably what I'd do again. Um, I didn't really um, want to <laughs> hide the shoes in the um in the bushes or anything or um carry any shoes out so yeah i just did the warm-up and cool down in my in my flats yep that's good to know little trick there mm. for people and you went pretty quick you ran the first 4k in at 12 15 which is 304 pace and then the second 4k in 11 30 which is 252 pace was like that the yeah. instructions 
Yeah, yeah. So instructions were just kind of um, hit that first one at kind of pretty pretty close to kind of thresholdy kind of pace. Um, just a little bit slower than kind of half marathon um, half marathon pace. So that's kind of that was I was, I was thinking before because I always like I don't know with sessions I always think oh if I can hit this I'll be happy, and I was kind of thinking. Um, 305 is the first one. I'll be like, yep, I'll be happy with that. And then probably 250 to 255 between that for the second one. So that's what I was aiming for. Um, and, yeah, I hit I hit pretty much that bang on. Um, I felt good. I'd had a pretty easy week the week before. So I think that was, that was part of it. Um, and I think just training in a new spot, like it's different stimulus. You kind of um, run along. And, and knowing it was going to be the last hard workout, like probably the last – minute of that second 4k was um like i was working and i was looking for the finishing line but just in your head you're just like hey this is the last last bit of hard running like i'm yeah this is the haze in the barn kind of thing so it was um yeah it was pretty good but i yeah scotty was he was happy with that he kind of he thought that i hit it pretty much bang on so um yeah and i felt because i'd had that lighter week leading into that i felt like i needed to do something a little bit hard but nothing too hard where it dragged on for too long um and i think the other thing is these last these last two weeks well the weeks i was up there like it's so different going from working essentially (laughs) full-time to not working full-time and having all the time in the world to train you're not getting up super early you're not doing a heap of housework you're not doing all these extra little things um and i think that just plays a massive part in recovery and all that kind of stuff so you can kind of do the same amount of training but recover from all of it whereas probably in my day-to-day life i'm not recovering from all the training i'm doing um so yeah and you'd know what that's like when you're at home you just you get stuck doing so much more whereas you go on holidays and you're like man this running capers are it's easy kind of thing yeah just Um, don't take your like nearly two-year-old with you that'd be my only advice sometimes you're like this is a holiday looking after this toddler like i don't know if this is a good trip Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. let's now talk about then because this could be a blessing in disguise for the Bendigo Bats because you were going to run this marathon, be out for a few rounds, but um, potentially, I don't know what your plans are, but potentially there's going to be a few more appearances for Andy Buchanan for the Bendigo Bats in the Athletics Victoria season. There are three races in the next four weeks in July, so we'll have round three, four, and five coming up. Um, some changes they have they've deleted around haven't they they've taken out sand down relays so it's going to be a yeah. nine, nine season uh, calendar now not 10 race season um, so that's interesting and they moved the cross country 12k race from a few weeks ago to this weekend which is the same weekend that sand down's meant to be and then they ditched um, that event which was a good one one of the favorite ones on the calendar i'm really disappointed they got rid of the six by um 6.2k relay race on the road it was super fast really good team vibes for that one and um yeah disappointing don't yeah. know what you think about that yeah it's interesting it's an iconic race like it's you talk to the talk to the older guys of, that have been running AV for years, and they'll talk about Sandown, and they'll ask you what time you ran, and it's kind of like a bit of a measuring stick, I suppose. Um, although heaps of people these days will complain it's all the shoes or something like that, but um, it's I don't know Sandowns. It's super unique, and I love the relays components of the AV circuit. Um, I think it just it creates such a different vibe, and it really helps build that that team culture and i think everyone agrees with that so it was i don't know i was at the time i wasn't really thinking about it too much because i wasn't going to do any of those races um i was maybe going to do bandura um but i just really wasn't too sure so it is disappointing um i know i would much rather be doing Sandown this weekend than say cruden farm as much as i love cruden farm um it's a great cross-country course but Sandown's just that little bit different and um I, know, I feel like we've already had a few cross-country races, so I'd, I'd love to be doing something on the road, but it's um, it's going to be a very busy month um, for the bats, and it's I think it is a bit of a blessing in disguise because we, were, well, we weren't concerned, but we were definitely um, making sure a few of our our, um, 
our second tier runners were ready to roll and they were and they were really keen to be running and helping out that Div 2 team. Um, but yeah, we're going to have, I don't know, we've, we're going to have a pretty good team this weekend. I'm pretty excited to see how we go. Um, well, at least I, I was pretty excited. But yeah, AV have released these few little changes, uh, which will, in yeah. my mind, ruin the race. What are your thoughts? Yeah, completely. So Athletes Victoria has released some details and we're recording this on a Tuesday. So hopefully things change between now and the race on Saturday. But they are capping the they're starting people in waves um, for the race. I think Lardner Park had about 350 people in the 8K race across um, the open age groups and the over age groups. Um, there were some different age groups, um, I know in the over 50s or 60s, that had a different option to run a shorter distance. But think 350, that kind of gives you some context. Instead, for this round, they are putting us in waves of 50 people. Um, to run a 12k cross-country course and Andy if you heard the news maybe that they're going to put you in waves of 50 people how do you think they'd organize those waves of 50 people what would be your thinking about that I would have thought uh, that they would look back and see well one see who's entered yeah and then try and seed it somehow so if you finished when they get all the entries and then they'll just seed those entries so it's like yep the top fastest 50 that'd been wave one and then the next in wave two wave three wave four that is what i would have thought they'd do and that's what i was hoping they would do and you've but, got two race cross-country races that have already been so you look at the results from jails park lardner park and you just say hey 50 or at least you go 30th or 35th fastest and then you use maybe use, use some discretion for the other 15 or 20 spots but yeah that's what i thought they would have done maybe their second option would have been um let's run it as a bit of a team time trial thing so each club can nominate 10 athletes um yep. where your top six score and then you have five clubs go at a time so it could have been five division one teams go off the line with their top 10 um in the first wave and then you know the next five division one teams in the second wave and then um you start with the division two teams and things like that i thought that would have made things interesting so you kind of yeah. run, run as a team and then you you get your chip times to see where you're gonna finish up overall but um instead they've decided to go with registration numbers so when you register at the start of the year you get a bib and that's the bib you use for the whole season um i think my bib number is 1450 so I will be in the same wave as people around my bib type. They could be five minutes faster, could be 25 minutes slower, but we'll be all towing off the line at the same time, which I think is really lazy and um, not efficient at all. And you've got all these people, or it's efficient, sorry. It's super efficient. That's what they want. They don't want to put any extra time into like seeding the fields. And I think they've got this massive opportunity that everyone wants to race because a lot of people just had their races cancelled at the Gold Coast. Um, and let let them race. Give let them have a crack at each other. I yeah. don't want to be going off the line with people I've got no chance of beating if they're too fast for me or people that are too slow for me. I want to take yeah, some necks. It's uh, it's it's bloody frustrating. Like I know I was um, when I was in isolation and I was not sure if they were going to change the zones. I was not thinking about this race because I was like, don't want to get my hopes up. But as soon as I found out um, Saturday night at like nine o'clock they changed the zones and i was like there's two things i was excited about i was like awesome i can go and do the sunday long run and i can race next weekend at cruden like because i was just so keen to get out there and race um and for me this is just like it's like a time trial like it's like why are we why are we driving two hours two and a half hours to go to a time trial like i think it's just but a 12k cross-country time trial as well yeah it'd be different if it was maybe like Sandown, it's like, all right, who can punch the fastest two laps of the day you're going to go off? Like, that would be different because it's over in, like, 18 minutes. But we're going to be out there time trialing for, like, 40. And the thing, yeah. and people probably sitting there going, oh, yeah, but it's COVID restrictions, you've got to do the right thing. Park run in Melbourne, like Albert Park Park Run, this past weekend, had 256 finishes. So yeah. this is, seems like it's an AV decision, not a government decision like i yeah i did see some stuff written that they've only got tier three approval 
whereas Parkrun might have a higher approval than that because their planning for the events is better to provide a safer environment. So um, I really hope it's not that case. Like you pay your regos, you pay your entries, which are pretty expensive, and then to think that the governing body hasn't filled out the, I don't know, the permit submissions or the health submissions or whatever they are to get the tier so it can actually run normally would be um, yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty disappointing. And you, you go down there to race. Yeah. Like that is what everyone toes the line for and that is what has made av so successful is because they they had a good product and they had a really because of that good product they got good numbers and then those numbers continue to support that good product and yeah av do a great job but they probably don't like there's not it's the people that support it that make it so good and that make these divisions work and all that kind of stuff and I just feel like AV at the moment are just going backwards and they're not making the product better and it's actually, they're making it worse. And it's kind of like they should be happy to spend the extra time to get these planning permits done or they should be happy to spend the time. If of, that's what the case is. Like, if that's what it is. speculation, or, yeah. Yeah, or they should be happy to go, okay, let's look to actually seed this so we can look after our runners because I know there's probably people that might have, like, you know, when entries open and you can get on at midnight and get a low number. So there's probably going to be people that have a low number that what, are mixed what's your in with number? really... What's your radio number? We should explain that. So, so in the past, they've given the low numbers to the people that, like, represent Australia at the Olympics. So I think Jared Clifford's number one. Is yep. he? I don't know. Like, Lyndon yep. Hall be yeah, number yeah. two, Stewie be number yep. three. Um, yep. You know, Brett Robinson might be number four. And it goes like that to, like, the top 20. But then yeah. I think maybe after 50 or 100, it probably jumps then straight to 1,000. And it depends yep. on how quick you fill your registration form out to um, to what your registration number is. So we were looking up ours today and I was like, I'm 1450 or something, but Archie's 1560. So I'm like, oh, our numbers aren't close enough. Well, potentially, because you're never, never sure if the people in between you are going to rock up. So maybe we would be in the same wave and it could work out all right, but it's just... Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird move. And it seems real. This is what concerns me, that it seems really um, petition participation-based, not performance-based. It feels like it's like, hey, we'll put on this track. You can come run around it. I don't know how. I guess they're going to work out points, like wherever your finishing time ranks you. That's how many points you get for your team on the day. Um, I feel sorry for the person that wins it, which could potentially be you. Like, you want to win a race. Yeah. You don't want to sit in the car three hours later and go, oh, I got the fastest time for the day. But I didn't have yeah, the opportunity that's... to beat people in the last 2K or 3K and make them hurt or anything like that. And cross-country is not about time trolling. It's about racing. No one ever looks at their watch during a cross-country race. Yeah. Like oh, I... Can you tell I'm annoyed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your bib number? I've just looked up mine. So I'm one, I think one, I'm 1450. Two, or I'm one, two, three, eight. So oh, you'll be off with the with the one tours. I'll be off with the one fours. But then, <laughs> but isn't this ridiculous? All these people are traveling three hours to get there. Maybe put all us in the same wave, so then we can travel home together. Imagine if someone mm. like I'm thinking, if I've got to start half an hour before Archie, and then Archie starts half an hour after me, and then Nathan, who comes in the car, just starts forty minutes after that. It's like shit. You're just drawing out our afternoon just because you couldn't yeah. put us. So there's two things here. So the first thing is. A, why is Parkrun allowed to have 250 and AV is only allowed to have 50? Like especially, that, that's a big especially, concern. Especially when AV's job is to provide running opportunities for people in Victoria. Like they're aligned with the government. Like it's that's their job compared to Park. Like I just don't understand it. Neither it's do I. Just... Yeah. Yeah. And like you're thinking about five, like 250 people around a 5K loop at Albert Park is a lot different than... Imagine if they just, even if they said 150 and did two waves of 150 around a 12K cross in a farmland, like, yeah, yeah, that makes absolute no sense. So that's the first thing that they've got to sort out. And the second thing is like, okay, if you do need to have 50 people waves, do it a bit more, um, you know, professional and kind of let people have races. You can still pull this off if you put some time and effort into it. Shit, I'm in and- isolation. Send me the spreadsheet of entries. I'll put them in for you if you want. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to write heaps of programs this week. <laughs> the thing is, like, they're just going to, you and me, like, we have a max package, which is mean we pay a premium at the start of the year and we are entered into every single event. So we don't actually complete any entries for each event. We are automatically entered into every event. 
And I'm pretty sure most people that run XCR do that. Like you have a look at the entry page when it goes up and there will be a thousand names on there and only 400, 400 yeah. of those people are going to run. So what are they going to do with these waves? Because they're going to make these waves off, off bib numbers. Off, off 50, but then you rock up, there might only be 10 of you guys sitting there. Yeah. They almost need to send out all the clubs now. Like, just write down your top 10. Send send us your yeah. top 10. Send us your second 10. Send us your third 10. It's Tuesday. Yeah. And, but people do and this the, for their jobs. Yeah, that's the thing. There's people working right now in AV, and it's like, what are they doing? Why aren't they doing this? Like, it's it's frustrating. And the I feel like the community, the running community in AV is so good because when you go to an AV race, you don't have to push to get to the front because people just self-seed because they're runners and they understand what it's like. Yeah, and I feel like if you, races out there. if you sent out an email, if AV, sorry, sent out an email and said, do you want to be in wave one, wave two, wave three, or wave four, I feel like those waves would actually be really, like I feel like people would want to go in the wave where they should be and that would actually work really smoothly. Yeah, AV might have to sort maybe five people in each thing that are like oh hang on you're actually wave four rather than wave three or vice versa but i feel like the av community would happily do that yeah and they would rather do that and have a good race against because it's not just the guys fighting for it up the front there's so many guys that are finishing a hundredth or two hundredths and they're like oh yeah i was racing this bloke two weeks ago i can't wait to race him because you're you're kind of erasing the same people on the same course like it's oh, it's just super frustrating yeah, very frustrating. But anyway, we'll send a team of the bats. We could be all in different ways. Not sure what's going on, but um, the team is looking strong. You'll be there. Archie will be there. Nathan Stoke will be there. I'll be there. Um, a few changes after that, though. The two twins are going to run in their age group, so they're not yeah, starting in waves. So they'll have a good day. Two twins. Well, this this is another thing. So under twenty men are running six k. Yeah. Under eighteen men are running eight k. Yeah, but that balances out throughout the season, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah, but won't I there be the I, next one they'll do eight and the kids will do six just so they race different distances throughout the yeah, season? Yeah. I think I so. I, yeah. But, yeah, they are running um, in their age group, so that's um, that's good for them. They were just not too – we just weren't too sure about 12K. Like, 12K yeah. cross is like a – it's like a fifteen. It's like a fifteen k road race. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still young, so we've just got to look out, look after our junior bats. Yeah, so we've got the but f- big the four. Yeah, big big names to come in though. Here, this is the thing: replacing class with class. Do you want to tell us who can potentially make up the uh, other two spots? We've probably got four or five guys who can grab some spots here. Yeah, so this is the thing. This is um, with this race. It's just purely the first six across the line. So we're not choosing our team. It's just the first six. So we we don't really know. But we've got um, the big signing, the um, the the most popular runner in Bendigo, um, in Australia. The, put it down. To Australia. It. Yeah. Sorry. The the uh, the legend, the myth himself, the beast, Jamie Cook. Everyone knows him as the beast. The beast. So he's making his bats debut. He is. As eager as I've ever seen him, he's been hassling me about getting a singlet because he's so keen to represent the bats. He's very, very excited. So he's coming in. I just read he out was... some of his PBs if the listeners aren't familiar here. I've just got him open. Um, 2.23 for the marathon, 69 for the half. That can't be right. I reckon he's gone quicker than 69. 30.08 for 10K, 14.17 for 5K. So really uh, class there, quality athlete. And he was ready to roll at Gold Coast Marathon. Mm. So we've got a lot of blokes coming into this race with a bit of a, not a chip on the shoulder, just a bit of extra motivation, I suppose, because me and the Beast, we're going to do the marathon. Yourself and Archie, we're going to do the half. Um, Matt and Ned, they were going to do the 10. So even though they're doing the junior race there, everyone's like peaked, tapered, ready to roll so we are um we're gonna be Stowe'd have a bit of a hit out the other week because he didn't come to launceston so we just rolled him around shepherd and athletes track just for a bit of a hit out and he rolled a 14 33 so that shows mm. he's in shape as well that was after a two-hour long run on the saturday no sunday and then 85 minutes on the monday and then straight to 14, 14 33 I think, I think we need to start calling him the junior beast he the junior beast 
he's he, he does some impressive Ks up there and just just gets it done. Just, yeah, yeah, he's, he's changed it. We've altered it a bit though. You notice that? Like he nails his workouts, but we're just being slowing him down on easy days. But geez, he knows That's how to, knows how to hit a workout. That's good. That's good. But yeah, our our last spot. It's going to be. Um, I reckon it's going to be pretty close between uh, Nigel Preston and Steve Van Reese. So those boys are going to be running hard. That's going to be their first. Um, Chuck Glenn McMillan in there as well. He was ready Glenn, to go yeah. for the. He was ready to go yep. for Gold Coast half. He was trained towards yep. that. Miss Lonnie. Yep. He was probably going to run a PB at Lonnie ten. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's all of a sudden it's like eight guys trying to go for six spots. Yeah, it's it's going to make everyone run real hard. So we are we're coming for you, Western A's, St Stephens, whoever else is in Div One. Um, I don't know. We're kind of better than all the other Div One teams, other than those two teams. So we don't really care about them. Glenn Be interesting. To... Throw some lip at Glenn Huntley as well, I reckon. Yeah, no, we don't worry about them. They're not competition anymore. They're worrying about <laughs> us. It would be good to win one outright. We've been second and second outright for the first two rounds. Yeah, so... I reckon this. I reckon this will be our. This will be our round. Yeah, if it was um, a race, though. Like, yeah, imagine having this conversation if we knew we were going down there and actually towing the line against these fellas. Mm. Not being in separate waves and stuff. You know what I started yeah, doing today? Looking up people's AV numbers. I was, like, looking through Instagram photos. I'm like, oh, yeah, what number's he? It's just pain in the ass. You shouldn't have to do that on a race week. It's just going to be funny getting onto the line and looking around, and it's going to remind me of, like, fun runs back in the day. And looking around and looking at people and looking at their shoes. Do you remember doing that yeah, yeah. and being like, oh, shit, he's what got flats on. What gender? Like, girls, we have, we have races, uh, women in your waves and stuff as well. Yeah. Because the numbers aren't uh, gender-based. No, they're just... You could rock up and be what? the only guy out of 50. You could just have 49 ladies next year. You know what we should do? Real, real team tactics. Like, say most of us are in, like, wave three, and then there's, like, one or two of us in wave four, and there's some good runners in there. Just take it out super slow. Just keep going mm. to the front, slowing the pack down. Sacrifice your own race because you know they're fanging in the other one. That's real uh, Tour de France yeah. style. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, for me, like you're just going to get on that line. You're going to be like, shit, am I going to have anyone to run with? And then you're, you're going to be thinking, what's what are the waves in front or behind doing? Because like, they're starting every five minutes or something, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Be, there's going to be that amount. There be the same amount of people on course if they start them all together. Yeah, have I? I honestly don't know if AV have thought about this. <laughs> like, oh, it's just so frustrating. So, and then the worrying thing is we've got State Cross the weekend after, so we've got Bandura Ten, which is like super iconic, really good fun course, really nice tough cross country, and it's like, it's, does this mean? It's going to be the same. Like, is this the new norm? Oh, yeah. Like, Surely. Not. What's... That's a state. Well, these are, like, you win medals to win these races as well, I guess. You can't. Oh, yeah, complicated. Uh, as they... I said, I get it if park runs going off in 50 people waves. I get it if this was, like, a every sport's doing it. But if there's thousands of people at the footy and there's 300 people at park run, this shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, 100%. Like, I was just grateful when Gold Coast got cancelled that I was going to have a race to do. But after seeing Park Run going ahead, business as normal, it's kind of like, well, why can't AV? It's yeah. Oh, nah, they've split them. Nah, women are split. So they start the men's 40 plus, wave one, wave two, men's 50, wave one, wave two, men's 60 are all together, women's 50 are all together, women's 40 are all together, and then women's open, wave one, wave two. But then the men's, okay. but then the men's wave, there's up to five options. Yeah, right. Yeah. So really, the women's... Yeah, but why? imagine if the women's two waves, you have like Karina Fife in one, and then you have Gemma Maney in the other one. You're like, that's just stupid, just because their bib numbers could be potentially different if they're going to come, you know, both top five overall. Uh, yeah, it's, the, the more I think about it, the more I'm getting worked up. I think I'm nearly as worked up as you are. Yeah. Nearly. I just want to see the sport do its best, and I think this is a big problem that if we can't deliver events to our best capabilities. Um, people don't want to go to them and don't support them and then don't talk about them or promo them and that's how the sport grows. Yeah, 100%. I had, I've had i got two guys that were meant to do in Gold Coast Marathon and, I, and obviously didn't go ahead and they're now keen to do Melbourne and I was like, hey, sign up for AV, join the bats um, and, and do 
Ballarat 15K, Lakeside 10, yeah. Burnley Heart. Like, these are awesome events. Like, I'm saying, hey, do this because you will love it. You'll get in there. You'll compete against the same people. You'll, like, it'll be nothing like you've ever done before. Like, pumping up AV, being like, hey, this is awesome. You should do it. And then this comes out. And you're kind of like, really? Like, this is such a good opportunity to get so many of those. Because there's so many runners out there that do these marathons that are, like they they put in a lot of time every week they train really hard and they don't run av and it's like this is a perfect opportunity for ab to grab a lot of those runners and it's just like this is the first thing like yeah yeah anyway need to put you and michael kernahan in charge of athletes victoria i reckon yeah sticks he's not happy i saw i saw his um and i agree with his comments on strava that's his that's his place where he voices his opinion, I think. That's his... Um, this is the captain like of the his... uh, Mento Mavericks, by the way. Michael Sticks is in hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now I've got, I've got some goss. Got some goss on the, the Mavericks. They won't be happy if they hear this, but I'm hearing a few whispers that there could be someone who runs for the Mavericks that is keen on joining the Bats. Really? Team transfer? Yep. This yep. is where we need yep. to get to, isn't it? Like, you just need to be, like, interstate recruits, people jumping teams because they want to be a part mm. of different cultures. Then you start bringing some money into it. You know, you land a big sponsor, and it's like, all right, everyone in the bats is on 100 bucks a year. We're paying for petrol, stuff like that. Start small. Then, you know, five-year time, someone signs their first million-dollar contract to run for a certain team. This is where I think... I said to, yeah, exactly. I said to Moose and Croaks today, I'm like, you know what? We should start our own league, the inside running, inside running cross-country and road racing league or something. Oh, imagine. Yeah, imagine. imagine if you got. But if you just went like you create a new team, so like maybe you keep Bendigo Bats and like Glen Huntley and stuff like that. But you bring in like Surf Coast Track Club. You bring in like I don't know. Does that does that mean Moose would actually do a race or? Because yeah. I feel like he never races. Always but, injured. Always injured. But I tell you what was one of the most disappointing things about the whole the whole last two weeks was that with this this lockdown up in Gold Coast, it obviously meant tattoo parlons oh. weren't open. We saw one so, at Broadbeach. I walked straight past one. First day I got there, I got an Uber straight to the supermarket, walked past a tattoo parlour, and I thought, that's where we're going Sunday night. That is where we'll be. And then, yeah, obviously disappointed. We couldn't, we couldn't get the bat, the bat logo on it, switched his, um, yeah, I know, I know there was a lot of people, especially those young whippersnappers like Archie, Brady, I mean, Archie, Matt, Ned, all that, they were really keen. Um, we were probably going to take a bit more convincing, but we are still going to get <laughs> it done. So, um, yeah, this season now. Disappointing, we couldn't get the um, what we're gonna get bat logo, then div div two premiers. That's what we're gonna get underneath, wasn't it? Yeah, something um, like that. Disappointing, disappointing. Anyway, let's wrap it up there. It's gonna be a big week in bat territory, though, with three of the uh, the next four weeks having races. Should set up our season perfectly, actually. You know, two races in, another three solid races. That's five from nine. That's gonna set us up nicely. Still need yeah, some road hope. races though. Like what? We don't hit road until round five. Yeah, Ballarat. It'll be interesting. Do you reckon they can get a team in their home race? I don't know uh, if they can. Yeah, they might struggle. After pull Montegetti, I think he's fit again. Watch this space. He'll be rallying the troops. All right. Good debrief. Right. Thanks for being honest about all the uh, all the Gold Coast feelings and stuff. And we'll do it all uh, again. Cheers, Maybe do a quick show next week after we dominate this weekend down in Melbourne. Yeah, we'll do a uh, a victory victory podcast that we don't know if we won or not because yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been a race. <laughs> Time trial victory. All right, Eddie. Yeah, exactly. Catch up. All right. Cheers. Thanks, mate.
The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.